This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. A second victim was killed at the local university. The players pursued the monster to the nearby city park. They encountered two mysterious men. One, a young man who threatened them with a knife and told them to leave some mysterious her alone. And the other, a man in black that gave Sundry a suspicious watch. But just as they thought they defeated what they believe is a werepanther, they may have more trouble on their hands. What's going on with the Panther, Austin? Okay, so at this point, um, you guys kind of look back, and I think you hear, like, rustling in the woods, and this is when Mr. Welker and Herbert Darkblade 69 show up, and, um, yeah, and they, like, you kind of, like, look off in that direction, and you hear this growl noise, and this thing kind of shakes itself up. And maybe uh, Sundry takes another shot at the thing, and this thing just leaps away. Like it, like bounds further a little bit into the uh, into the wooded area. Uh, maybe, or maybe it even runs somewhat toward you guys, and you all see this thing and kind of its full en- enormousness. And uh, one of the things you guys realize is either Ashton or Sundry, especially you guys, know that you hit this thing with nunchucks, and a tree branch fell on it. This thing looks fine. And it just bounds away. I'm going to try and follow it. Um, so I am... So here's the thing in this game with how this works. You guys don't know this in character, but as players, here is the information. Every monster in this game has a weakness. Mm-hmm. You can only actually kill it by using that weakness against it. So you guys did enough damage to kill it, but since you weren't utilizing its weakness, it essentially, just like once it runs out of those, once it's full on harm, it just escapes. Is capturing the thing an option as well? That is absolutely an option for us, but still we're going to have to like do something to actually harm it in some way or another. Sundry will say to Welker, don't bother chasing after it. Uh, We're going to... That that thing uh, took a took this entire tree branch and uh, shrugged it off like it was nothing um, until we uh, figure out a way to do some real damage. Uh, there's no point in us fighting this thing. I'll say I'm, I'm so sorry that you both had to face it alone. I, I should have been there for you. Um, I was able to keep Mr. Blade safe. We ran into some trouble of our own, but um, you seem to have performed most admirably. Lore Corp would be so proud of you. I'm going to put you in, both of you in. For employee of the month look how about just next time we face this thing we actually have a plan like some chains to tie this thing down or uh a tracking dart you know we uh we came in here with uh every single damn one of us carrying a shotgun and uh you know maybe maybe us all uh playing rock in the rock paper scissors game isn't gonna lead us to a victory I'll say, yes, our van is actually full of equipment better suited to this sort of thing. Um, but I was remit- I didn't want to allow one of us to sort of blunder in here alone. And I'll look over at, at Mr. Green. Uh, as brave as we may all be. 
kind of stuffs his nunchucks into his back pocket. Um, yeah, what the hell was that, kid? Second time you back got us killed. I think he's just gonna deflect and just like, oh, well, I don't know. I guess not every one of us has killed people before, but I mean, he held our own. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Well, at this rate, you never will. Good. Well, you guys okay. just missed it. I uh, totally just towed this this uh, stupid idiot over in the parking lot, and uh, Welker just came right in time to uh, see me uh, see the guy run away crying. Hey, Herbert. Um, why don't you shut your fat mouth and uh, try to figure out how we can actually hurt this damn thing? So that's actually um, that's actually a question that uh, if you're so let's take this one thing at a time. Um, do we want to try to maybe do another investigate a mystery to try to figure out now that you have fought this thing um, something about it? Yeah. So my thought was we're here. It clearly. It's it was here for a reason. I was wondering if maybe we could find something left behind. Um, I mean, we know how it fights, at least, or at least they do. And then obviously the guy who we fought, like we can like follow his trail. Thought maybe if we like got his like license plate or something. Sure, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me, um, Mr. Welker. Go ahead and roll plus sharp on investigate a mystery. Um, oh, excuse me. Eight. Eight. All right, so you get to ask one of those questions. Um, oh, easy. What is being concealed here? Ooh, what is being concealed here? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you some... I don't know how much more is being concealed, so I'm going to give you some information, and I legitimately don't know if this answers that question because I, I think you guys. Question, if you prefer it. I think you, let me just give you this information, and um, nonetheless, but I don't think that this w fits within that. Um, I think that that guy that you were ended up fighting with, um, who's pretty young, I think if you're able to like later on look up his license plate number on that scooter. Um, it's registered to a guy named Grant Chetters, and Grant Chetters um, is absolutely from Dreefield. And in fact, he lives next door to a Roberta Hellinger. Bum, bum, bum. Or at least that's where, like, yeah, that's his, like, permanent address. What else could I say is being hidden here? Um, okay, oh, and I'll answer your next question. And you're, like, looking around, and the thing that is not being hidden here, for sure is a werepanther den or warren or anything like that. You're like, yeah, this thing is not living in this uh, tiny area. Is there anything Ashton might be able to uh, stumble across? You know what? Yes, there is something that you have the option to stumble across. Uh, you get back to that scooter, and when you guys go back to the van, you get back and you are like, um, maybe Herbert and Mr. Welker tell you that the guy who attacked them, this guy Grant, who you later learn is named Grant Ch No, fuck it, you learn it pretty quickly 
no, never mind. Who you later n- learn is named Grant Cheddars. Um, he had a book in like the little sidecar of his Vespa or like in the Vespa, uh, the Vespa. And it deals with, um, it's like, uh, Florida, Florida folklore and legend. Um, and it has like in there, there's a syllabus with, uh, the name professor Rosalind Lester at the university of West central Florida. Professor of what? Um, the, the class, the class is about like Florida folklore. I think like hers is in probably the anthropology department. Do we know who, what actor played him? You're going to love this. Tom Green. A young Tom Green. Oh, um, in this thing, another thing that you find is, yeah, there definitely is in this book, a picture of a girl. And it's um, like a picture of if Herbert or Mr. Welker look at this, they can say like, yeah, that was the guy who attacked us. Um, And this girl who um, this is Roberta, a young Kristen. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? I don't know how a show like ours gets all these, you know, well-paid actors. Uh, We don't. We're on after CSI or before or during. I don't know. Yeah, we're on during NCIS. <laughs> yeah. This is the show that the people in NCIS are watching on TV in the backgrounds of scenes. Yeah. Anyway, so you see uh, Kristen or Kirsten Ritter, you like a picture of her, but like a young version of her. Um, yeah, she looks maybe like she's, like I said, like Ashley. Wait, like Kristen Stewart or? Ritter. Okay, is it Kristen Stewart or the other lady? Kristen oh, Ritter. It's. It's Kristen, but it's spelled with a Y. Yeah. Okay. Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones. And she, yeah, she's beautiful. Alex is a fan. Okay, so yeah. Just more of her earlier stuff. I mean, the later stuff is kind of just like whatever. She's serious. She's pretty clear. She just gave up and doesn't care anymore. After she got, you know, a freaking Chad take care of her. All right, so, um, yeah, so that's that's a picture, and it's a picture from like a um, Luke Cage specifically. It's a picture from like a um, like the kind of like shitty, like almost disposable camera. So it's like a physical photograph, and I think it's from even like um, this guy who Herbert and Mister Welker just fought was maybe like eighteen or nineteen years old. I think this picture looks younger than that. Like the guy in this looks like he might be fifteen or sixteen. Hmm. So they go back. And like I said later on, fuck it. Now you learn that uh, a guy named Grant Chetters, who this uh, Vespa is like licensed to or whatever, his home address is next door to Roberta Hellinger. I want to have a scene with everybody where they're just doing one thing kind of on their own to try to get this information. Um, And so we can kind of get like a taste of their personality a little bit more Mm -hmm. rather than kind of the big group wandering around and being like, you know, you're the expert on this kind of wires. Tell us about it. Here's four of us talking to you. 
So um, what is everybody's game plan to find out about this, to move forward so we could have a scene with each of you? And if you don't, you can also be like, oh, here's a personal scene that I have that's just about my character. Well, mine would be dealing with the agency. So you have a role to do yes. this. And what is your goal in going into this kind of deal with the agency? Um, so twofold. One would be to like be a good employee, check in, let everyone know what's going on, like provide a status report. And then secondly, to like get any help I can as far as like info on Grant Cheddar's, Roberta Hellinger, and how to fight, um, how to equip myself to fight Were Panthers. That's a lot of different directions. Okay, how about uh, if I had what, to pick what's, one what's of your those chief things? Goal? Yeah. Um, how to find Roberta Hellinger. I think you already straight up have an address. Or how to find her. Well, you said that they live next door, so I guess I do have an address. Yeah, I think you have an address already of her like home. And I um, think you also have her um, that Sundry found from before. I think you also know that she lives on campus. In that case, if I have all that, then I would just want something to help us the next time we face it. Okay, so you just want more like more weaponry or more equipment or more gear? Yeah, I can't think of what I would ask for that I don't already have. Like, I have a cage. I mean, obviously, the, the obvious answer would be like a giant net. I don't know. Okay, sure. Go ahead and make your uh, agency move. Ooh. I think it's just called the agency. Deal with the agency. Deal with the plus agency. sharp. I got an 11. That's pretty good. All right. So you talk to somebody. You talk to a guy named Mr. Bishop. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Bishop is kind of um, the person who is, in a way, he's your handler. You definitely work uh, for the company and have regularly dealt with uh, Jessica Lore, who is the um, head of the Lore Corporation. She's like the founder and CEO of the Lore Corporation. And um, Mr. Bishop is essentially kind of her right-hand man in a lot of these things. And Mr. Bishop talks to you. And I'm imagining Mr. Bishop is one of two act is played by one of two actors. And you can tell me who you think would be better for this. Mm -hmm. He's he's a man who kind of like gets a lot of the stuff done and deals with a lot of like the nitty-gritty things, but he's also a very intimidating man. And you've definitely probably seen him like straight up like scare people into doing things. And I think he's either played by um, the dude who played Merle in Walking Dead, but a taller version okay. of him. Mm -hmm. So like that actor, but tall mm -hmm. or Mahersha Ali before he got really skinny. I think the idea of a guy, the guy who has Merle would add a touch of like unpredictability uh -huh. to like his intimidating features. Um, sort of like this sort of like gritty, um, almost informal sort of uh, frighteningness in that corporate setting. Sure. Yeah. Where it's like, OK, you've got all these various people who belong in this room and then you've got a guy in a suit who has the position. But you're like, why is he here? Mm -hmm. He looks like a psycho who's sitting in the room. Mm -hmm. OK. Yeah, that's this guy. So, yeah, you talk to him and uh, I'm going to try to do a version of him that doesn't have just a southern accent. So I think he just has like a raspy voice. Like he sounds like a person who smoked every cigarette. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think you've ever seen him smoking. He just has that naturally gravelly voice. And he's like, oh, Welker, good to hear from you. That's not a bad. <laughs> We've been hearing a lot about you. 
It's good to hear from you. Oh, uh, I'm all good things, I hope. Uh, most of my success can be attributed to my team. They're exemplary, really fine young gentlemen. And um, we see like a shot over his shoulder as he's um, like, he's sitting there and he scrolls through a thing on a tablet of um, a picture of Darkblade 69 and Ashton and Sundry. And he says, that's quite a team that you've got there. It's quite a team. Now, what, what is it that, uh, what is it that leads you to calling me uh, there, Chase? Well, Mr. Bishop, sir, um, I wanted to let you know that the uh, the investigation is in hand. Um, spirits are high with the team. Um, we had an encounter with the subject. You hear that? Y yes, I, I think so. Okay, well, it looks like I gotta get something fixed because if it's making that noise when you blow smoke up my ass, there's a real problem. Get to the point, Chase. Oh, certainly, sir. Certainly, Mr. Bishop. Uh, well, we had an encounter, and and the, the subject is very fierce, and I was hoping that we could um, uh, acquire additional armament to make sure that no one is hurt in our next encounter. It's a very large, nine-foot-tall creature, uh, very powerful, um, and I was thinking perhaps some sort of restraining device uh, so we could bring it in alive, as I know Miss Lure would prefer. All right. Yeah, we can get you something. Since the boys in the lab, uh, McLean in the lab has uh, been working on something. And uh, should be able to help. That's... I'll, send, I'll I'll get it uh I'll get it sent down your way. Get it sent down your way real real quick. But it'll take uh it'll take a day or so. That would be absolutely perfect, sir. Uh, I know Lord Corp always has our back, and I really appreciate it. Speaking of having your back, Welker. I want you to know that uh, what you're doing is, and I think he gives you kind of the like, I think this this is the, the um, and maybe I'm not the world's best person to do this, and maybe this isn't the best venue, but um, the energy that he says this is the like, a guy comes in and says, this is a real nice place you got here. Mm -hmm. Like, Shame oh, look at this. Yeah, exactly. That's the energy that you're getting from this guy. That's the energy that the like the audience sees this dude say this. And he's like, and he says, you know, you've got a position in this company that really could lead you to get yourself a pension. Your family could be doing good, no problem. Kids on the company scholarship program, internships. You got a lot ahead of you, Chase. You got a lot ahead of you. And I think he just says that, and it's just like, I think Chase Welker, who is not an idiot, mm -mm. feels that level of like, this man isn't saying these things to compliment Chase Welker. This man is saying these things to tell Chase Welker what he has to lose. Well, I uh, I know I'm in good hands with this company, and I know that we've I the company and I have had a great partnership for a long time, and I don't think there's anything that's going to change that. 
And he's like, I think he says something like, yeah, partners, partners. There's been a, there's been a cop asking a lot of questions. And he, we see him slide the thing on the, on the, uh, the tablet that he's looking at. And it's a picture of Sloan, Detective Sloan Winters. And he says, we and the law are on the same side on this, but as it says in the good book, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Am I right? Not. Expect, expect your package in a little bit, Welker. And tell Julia and the kids we all say hi. And I think he that's that's kind of the end of that. And he like does like a sloppy hang up where he kind of like puts the phone kind of away off to the side and then hangs up. So would this be representative of the tone that my dealings with the company usually take? Um, I think you're fairly new to this thing that you're doing. So this I is think like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is like. You tell me, actually. I, I think the idea is that this guy is often like this. Mm -hmm. Is this guy being your point person a newer thing? I would definitely say it's a newer thing. Like, I think that, um, as you said, Welker's not an idiot. And, like, his love for the company would have been mutual. Like, he was working, like, accounting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like like a desk guy. And if this is a recent position for him where he's, out, like, doing, like, crazy stuff, I think only recently would Mr. Bishop have been, like, his handler. Okay. And so I think, like, the tone of, like, this would not have been what he was, like, used to before. Herbert is painting uh, miniatures. What uh, what are the miniatures miniatures of? Uh, Warhammer 40K. They're Warhammer space. 40K. Are you painting yeah. space marines, uh, elves, orcs? No. What are you doing? Papa McGurgle. Of course. I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, no, just uh, um, the, the Nurgle, uh, Dark Lord... Uh, followers of Chaos God Nurgle. Okay, you're painting he, Chaos God Nurgle. He, yeah, Papa Nurgle, as he's called. Affectionately called. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so you're painting yeah. Papa Nurgle, the Chaos God, mm -hmm. and you kind of fixate on him for maybe 20 or 30 seconds as he's very delicately doing like really detailed work on these miniatures. He's got like kind mm -hmm. of a magnifying glass thing to like better be able to see what's going on. And we kind of zoom out. And um, where does Darkblade live? Darkblade lives at home? Uh, yeah, in the basement. And he's got on the workbench um, like a, a clamp, a vice that's holding uh, one of the, the these berserkers that he's painting. Okay. And he his phone vibrates, um, giving him a notification of, of a new post on Wikipedia. And... So it is it called Wikipedia? Is it is your website Wikipedia or is it the crypt crypta logica? I thought we established Wikipedia. I per, I think Cryptologica is pretty cool though. I'm fine with Wikipedia. I like that actually a lot. His phone vibrates just as his his uh, you know single hair paintbrush touches the visor. Of this, uh, this war of this miniature, and it vibrates, and he gets paint. You know, a stray, a stray stroke lands on the miniature, and 
Um, he's, he yells, Mosh, turn the music down upstairs. We look up from Herbert painting this and um, Addie Zems is like hanging around with you as you're just painting these things. And she's just kind of like awkwardly watching you like, all right, so is this the evening? Yeah. And are they in his mom's basement? Yes, they're absolutely in his mom's basement. And she's just like sitting on a chair and I think she's drinking like a Miller Lite or something like that. And again, this is like a 45 year old woman just sitting there watching this 29 year old um and your mom pops her head down and your mom is like 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 oh sorry herbert i didn't think you could hear uh hear the music from the tv i'm watching ncis and it's like ncis on eight at eight on blah 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 um and she's like i'm watching the ncis hold on i'll turn it down for you and then she like looks and again she stares at she stares at eddie zems a 45 year old woman hanging out with this like 28 or 29 year old kid li- I shouldn't say kid it's 20 to 29 20 or 29 year old gremlin living in his mom's basement she just stares at I this think- woman and I think Addie kind of gives her like a cheers and keeps drinking this beer and she's like so the whole night you're just going to paint these things well um, well I thought you were going to be reading the codex uh <laughs> You know, we're going to play, but you have to understand the rules first. Yeah, I got to it. But the problem was I got distracted by the fact that all these things are, uh, there's so many numbers and everything is an elf or some kind of orc. And then they're in space as well. So I thought that this was some kind of, uh, I thought this was like Lord of the Rings, but now they're in rocket ships. It's, it's like Lord of the Rings, except it's in the Grimdark universe. And except it's also in the 40,000s. Uh, you know, 40k uh, millennia. So it's kind of not like anything you just said. And I think she um, she kind of like pauses and then just like Do you want to get to know me or not? She just chugs half, she just chugs the rest of her beer and uh, puts the empty back in the six pack pulls out another beer, opens it and is like so uh what the hell happened yesterday when you had to leave? I drove I drove your butt to the pancake depot out near the college and uh, next next time I hear from you, you ask me to come over and uh, your mom seems a lovely lady, but here I am watching you uh, paint these space hobbits. Uh, so... God, you always want to talk about work. I uh, just had to go out in the woods and fight a monster. That's it. You went out into the woods? Yeah, there was uh, some, you know, there's a monster on the loose. Was this and, was this uh, something where you were dressing up and using a foam, using some kind of foam sword to uh, fight off uh, your other friends who's pretending that they got a fireball spell? He then pulls out his, his, uh, his, what's it called? Butterfly knife. Uh huh. Flips, flips, flops it around three times. Says, "Oh, we were, we when when I fight a monster, I bring my steel, and 
he'll show her also his his shotgun. He'll pull that out, like from a drawer. Okay. That he has hidden under his bed. And be like, do you want to see what I use to fight the monsters with? Sure. So here's here's my suggestion with this. Could you roll investigate a mystery to try to get some information about panthers from Addie Zems as you yeah. describe the monster that you saw? Yeah. I get, is it plus sharp? It is plus sharp. I got a 10. That's pretty damn good. All right. What's your question? My question is. I have a well, suggested one for you. Do you want me to right. tell you my suggested one? What can hurt it? That is exactly the question is, is I was going to suggest. What can hurt it? Yes. All right. So, so Addy, here's the issue. We've been, the monster is a, it's a panther at nighttime, but it's a girl during the daytime. And when it's a panther at night, uh, and she just, she just puts her head and head in her hands and kind of shakes her head a little bit and says like, so you're really fighting some kind of were panther. He, yeah. And he'll even, Oh, and we're not just fighting a were panther. We're fighting a were panther and her boyfriend. And he's going to take off his shirt and show her where he got stabbed twice. Mm-hmm. Now do All you right. believe me? And she like looks at you and she has a like, she just chugs down this beer and puts the empty back in there and is like, All right, well, if you're fighting a were panther and her boyfriend, then, uh, you're probably going to need to make sure if, if you corner that thing, it's going to, it's going to rip you apart. Big thing you better do is make sure that, uh, just like any kind of critter like that thing, scare the hell out of it. Honestly. I mean, if sound doesn't scare it from a, from a gun, probably fire. Fire, fire. probably scare that, scare that son of a bitch pretty good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, even, even big, even big critters, like big critters, like, uh, like lions and such. They get kind of spooked when you got a when you got a flame going on. You see that movie Jungle Book from a long time ago? No, but I watched. Um, have you heard of Joe Exotic? I, I, the the man who likes the meth and the tigers. Yeah, I know everything I learned about big cats. I learned from Joe Exotic. And she um she goes to point and she like po points at your um your bandages. And she like points at it and she goes don't tell anybody that's my cousin uh, we see you at like a like a walk-in clinic kind of thing initial or no you said you went back home and your mom insisted you go to an emergency room yeah, I think he's just like on a hospital bed. We don't know what's. Oh, what if what if uh, Ashton had just tried to go, go to like a walk-in clinic or tried to even go to the um, like the University of West Central Florida like medical center, like health center, and he had to call his mom for some health insurance information or something like that, and she's like, "You what?" And then the next scene is you're at the emergency room. Yeah, sure. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So she's like, I can't believe Ashton. I can't believe what is, what's her pet name for you? What does she call you? Oh, uh, like Ashy or something. Ashy. Oh, Ashy. I can't believe, I can't believe you would let, 
I didn't. The minute you said that there was a that there was a boy who got killed, I got so scared. And when you're working for a company that's apparently looking into this or doing something, and I don't understand, how does this help make dish detergent? Uh, Mom, I told you it's just it's like just a real severe allergic reaction. You don't even have to be here. It's fine. Um, and are are they like treating your? Are they bandaging your chest or whatever? Yeah, I assume, I assume he's just like with bandages all over his chest, and they're just like yeah, very clear blood stains. Yeah, have you like lied to this uh, nurse who's doing this? And told oh yeah, nurse, he just, no, probably. And then he makes eyes at the nurse, like, "Be on my side, come on, shut up." Yeah, the nurse looks at you and just rolls rolls his eyes. He's like, "Boo." And just is like doing that. And she's like, that's not an allergic reaction. You're out there doing something dangerous. I know it. And I don't want you doing that. You know, again, your Uncle Arthur, he can give you a good job in that insurance company that he has. All you'll have to do is file paperwork. That's easy. Anybody can do it. I had a job filing paperwork 10 years ago. I'm sorry. I had a job filing paperwork 19 years ago. The only reason I left that job was because I had you. Mom, don't worry about it. It's just so easy. It's basically just filing paperwork anyway. Just sometimes I'm exposed to dangerous chemicals. And it's my own fault. It's fine. And now it's you're treating it. It just broke the skin a little bit. And now it's going to be totally fine. Okay. You didn't even have to come here. God. And she's like, well, I, if my if my son is going to get hurt, I want to be sure that I'm here. There's a reason. There's a reason why I'm your emergency contact. And you getting hurt and having to go to the hospital is an emergency. Well, listen, so, I, really, well, I really appreciate you paying for the bills, but you don't have to stay here. You can just go whenever you want. I'm t- going to be totally fine. Okay, so let's make this scene meaningful in some way or another, aside from just, like, your mom's annoying. So, what is the realization that Ashton comes to that makes this scene relevant? You tell me. Um, What if your mom is just saying, like, like, like why were you... You have to tell your mom some of this information. As the time goes on, you have to tell her like where you were or what's going on. Um, you don't tell her that you got attacked by a were panther necessarily, but you tell her like, oh, I was, you know, I was near the park and this happened or something like that. And like you let that slip after her like badgering kind of continues. And um, I think her big thing that she brings up is, you know, I don't understand that you have a job working for the company that makes the contact lenses and yet um somehow you're getting hurt in the park at night at four in the morning and i think that this is where ashton kind of makes the realization wait a minute what are we like what are we doing that like that realization when your mom says like i don't understand this job like, that's the first time maybe Ashton stops for a moment and says, aside from like, okay, I'm getting this internship and I'm working for this company and this seems interesting and cool, of like, wait a minute, why is the company that makes Band-Aids and con- contact lenses and dish detergent hunting monsters? He'll kind of go off on his mom and just like, well, mom, you, you just don't understand, okay? Like, we're doing really important things. Like, sometimes people get hurt, and sometimes it's really dangerous, but... And know, I think I think the scene maybe... Maybe the scene ends with her just being like, well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing, Ashy? What are they having you do? I mean, how does this make... What are they doing? 
So we hop over to Sundry Charms, and Sundry is contacting a uh, private eye who he had worked with in the past. Yeah. Um, so the role is, if you need to buy something, sell something, or hire someone, roll plus charm. Uh, on a 10 plus, you know just the person who will be interested. On a 7 and 9, you know the, the, per- you know on- the only person who can do it, but there's a complication. Pick one. You owe them. They screwed you over, uh, or you screwed them over. So sure. I got an 8. Um, and I was going to say that, uh, this guy, um, was the PI I hired to exonerate me after mm-hmm. I'd been, uh, convicted. Um, and he didn't. And he did not. No. He chose not to, or he just wasn't able to. I mean, the role is they screwed me over. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah. So this guy he's on the phone with you and he's like like charms you old son of a bitch didn't think I'd be hearing from you anytime before uh well 25 to life well Leroy I reckon uh, there's something you can help me with here and uh seeing as how we left things figured you might wanna uh, might wanna do right by me Sure. What's my last name, by the way? Mm. Akins. Akins. All right. Well, do right by ya. I mean, I got mouths to feed of my own there, Charms. But, uh... I'll pay ya. Well then, in that case... Do right by us, sure. I could move you. I could move your shit up the move your shit up the chute for you. What's it that you need? I got kind of strange requests. I got a, a man who's stalking me. Um, probably a country music fan. I don't know. You got enough fans still really want to stalk you? Well, all right. uh, at least one. Uh, dresses in all black. Uh, has nasty habit of showing up at the most inconvenient times uh, and then just disappearing. And the old describe the rest of his physical features to this guy. All right. And anything else that might stand out about him. Yeah, so you kind of describe this this person, and... Um... Oh, and Sundry's wearing the watch. Sundry's wearing the watch? Okay. So, do you tell him about the watch? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, he, tell... he, he gave me his watch, um, and he'll describe like the brand on it. And he's like, all right, well. And any other features, like if the clocks have stopped ticking and they're just a few minutes away from midnight, as I suspect will be the case. Here's one of the things that you notice is that uh, at first you just thought it was a regular watch. And uh, it has like a date thing of like where it would be the day that would tick tick up and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But in this case, it has um, like the number is very high where like you hadn't noticed it that night, but as you're describing it to Leroy, you look at this watch and you realize that thing is set at um, like a number of date, like a number that would not at all be in a month. In fact, it's probably like about yeah. five months or so worth of days. Huh. That number. And um, <laughs> that could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the, as, as the watch is ticking, one of the things you noticed is like, rather than it going up, like at some point you noticed it flipped over and it's one lower. 
I don't know, Leroy. I kind of think this might be a threat. And he's like, well, maybe sounds like somebody's counting down on you, but what's uh, what's the name? What's the brand name of that thing that you uh, you had said? So it says like Morningstar. And he's like, I've never even heard of that brand of watches. And you hear like clickety clacking of computers. And he's like, yeah, I can't even find that. I'm in. I've hacked the mainframe. Hold on. He says that. Yeah. Um, he's like, I can't even find anything about that. Everything I'm pulling up is, uh, everything I'm pulling up is like, um, shitty fan fiction porno about the devil. Hmm. You send me that? Yeah. I'll send you all the, send you all the ones I know you'll like. Thank you. <laughs> Pick right. up some strange reading that. It's a prison. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, I'll, he says, I'll look into this, but he says, it sounds like it's just a, a country music fan. Well, even if that's the case, I would like a restraining order on this guy. And he says, you're going to have to figure out who the guy is before you can get a restraining order. That's why I'm paying you. Well, all right, Leroy. All right, charms. You keep your, uh, you keep your shit straight so I don't have to fix it again. Yeah, well. We see how well that light worked out last time. Yes. <sighs> see it, Charms. Hang it And so I think you kind of hang up from talking to this guy and you're looking down at this watch. Yeah. And, Furiously uh, trying to wind it so that the numbers go up. Yeah, that's... Oh, one of the weird things is it doesn't even have a knob to adjust the time. Oh, what kind of a... Two... Sent watch is this. And you're kind of fucking around with this thing. It's and you're Chinese crap. And are you in your house or in your apartment or whatever you at? Probably back you at that bar. You're back at the bar. You're on the phone talking to this guy. Yeah, he's on a payphone talking to that guy. Okay, yeah, there's actually a payphone in this place. And when you hang up, you see this dude, this man in black, is there and he's waiting. And uh and he just says like, uh, like, so like you son of a bitch. He says, I thought you were gonna be on that thing all day. Why are you following me around, guy? He's like, just keeping up on my investment. What is your name, anyway? What is this guy's name? Gotta be a good devil and he goes, name. Oh, and yeah, Harry, he just says... Harry Heck? And he Super says, oh, oh, and he'll, he'll say, uh... Say... And he'll look over, and there's some, like, um... Older women there, and they're just smoking and drinking. And he's like... Just to, uh... Let's say to be polite, you can call me Mr. Heck. Sure enough, Mr. Heck. And just what, just what sort of investment do you think you have? He goes, well, famous man, convicted of killing his wife, facing 25, 25, uh, 25 to life. Ruined career. Seems to me that that kind of man... Doesn't get himself out of jail. Doesn't get himself a big wad of bills. Oh, that's interesting. So I had always thought that um, Sundry sold his soul to be famous and not oh, okay. to get out of jail. Oh, okay. Because I don't think you'd sell your soul to like get out of jail and be some like two-bit monster hunter who's like past his prime. Now right. Sundry might, because he's that. Okay. He's he's a, you know, he's Palmetto City boy. So he says. I think he says, um, and I always thought that the contract was like a literal record deal that he signed. And so okay. there's like, it's probably in the fine print somewhere. He just never read it. 
Sure. Okay, this is changing up a lot of stuff, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to fly with it, but we'll have to keep adjusting this. So he says. Uh, so and Sundry is from Palmetto City. He's from this town. He's probably from like uh, you know the, the Mayaka equivalent, like roundabout. Can he be just from Dreefield? Yeah, sure. Since we set that up as like the the like kind of redneck agricultural town nearby, and yeah. also Sundry like was like, you know what they say about Dreefield? It's shit. Nobody's ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, like, real nasty about it. Maybe that was coming yeah. from his own like people being like, ain't ever heard of that. Yeah, he tells some people he's from Palmetto City Beach, but he's really just from Dreefield. Yeah, and he, and I think this guy says he um kind of looks down at his drink and does the thing where he kind of swirls it around a little bit and kind of looks back up at you. And again, his eyes are very very green. Um, not too unlike that, uh, green lab money, the Panthers, the Panthers eyes where they're not glowing green, but they're, I shouldn't, I should rephrase this. They're not glowing green, like green lights. They're glowing green. Like light is reflecting from them in a weird way. Um, that makes it like the green of them stand out. And I think this guy says, just a poor kid from Dreefield who can't, uh, can't even read music, gets himself a record deal. That seems funny to me. Let alone he manages to uh, get convicted of killing his wife and was able to walk out of there nonetheless with a big old stack of bill and, bills in his pocket. Seems like somebody got a whole lot. They must have paid quite a pretty penny for that. Well, it's, it's easy to uh, get a record deal if you just sell out and just start... Uh, pumping out every pop piece of shit thought that comes out of your head. Instead and he of goes, staying true to your regular music. And he goes, that's the term I'd forgotten. Sell out. And boy, did you ever. Son, you done sold out. I don't, pretty, I don't disagree with that. He's like, well, as the man you done sold to, I'm here to make sure that, uh, Everything's looking good by the time I come to collect. You saw that thing last night. Maybe he like gives him a copy that leaves him with a copy of the contract or something like that. Oh yeah, sure. He he takes out from his uh from it. Oh, he has it just rolled up in the back pocket of his dope Levi's. And he pulls <laughs> he pulls he pulls out a like a rolled up thing and he kind of flops it on the table and it says um and you notice that it's your your very first record contract, and it yeah. says like such and such records, and then on the bottom it says like a subsidiary of Morningstar Records. Awesome. And um, and he just says, like, you know, you seen that thing last night? You seen that fish man? What eggs you stole? This he's like, you gonna if you're gonna pretend this shit ain't real, that's fine by me. It don't make much a difference. But if you can't accept. That what you're seeing here ain't you just uh, being drunk to shit again. And maybe you could be a little bit more useful when that time run up. Think about it, son. Think about it. And he like pounds on the thing. And that's when I think uh, Sundry like kind of wakes up. Um, and the bartender is like, hey, you can't be asleep. Wake up. And it's Cheryl, the bartender. And she's like, you got to get up. We are closed. Is that Come on. still there? What's up? Is that contract still there? Yes, it is. Austin, okay. I want to cover this real quick. Um, Go ahead. So I, I feel like we may have done a couple of those things a little bit backwards. And I went to the agency to ask for like um, 
something to help fight this thing. Uh-huh. But then in the next scene, uh, Dark Blade finds out that maybe we should be using like light or fire or like heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe like bef- like when I go talk to like the tech guy at McLean, like I can say like, oh, instead of a net gun, I'd like like incendiary grenades or something. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like a, not like even not even necessary. Thing. Yeah. What's what's the next step? So are we healed at any, or are we? How's do you know how that works in this game? Everybody heals, whatever. Uh, two. Fuck it. Sure. So yes, everybody's able to heal two harm from rest, especially Ashton. He like really rested up. Or you went to you went to the doctor, Ashton. You specified that, so you heal three. Everybody else can heal. Um, let's say one. We'll, we'll we'll split that up and say that that's that's one of the differences there. Like you made the effort to do that. I would say we should be surveilling her house. Okay. So you're kind of like watching her house and watching her house. And um, you see kind of coming and going periodically uh, a couple who's older. They maybe look like they're in their 50s or 60s. And um, they are, you can pretty quickly figure out uh, the Hellingers. And they are played by Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks now, older Tom Hanks. And um, (laughs) older Tom Hanks and Amy Ryan, who was uh, Holly from The Office. Nice. So like like an older version of her. Like imagine her at Tom Hanks's age. Sounds good. Or like five years younger because he's Tom Hanks. So sure. Yeah. So the the two of them are... um, they seem to be just doing very domestic shit, and they're any just indi- going about. Any indication that there's a woman living there, like a young woman? Um, if you do, you want to just roll investigate a mystery? If that's the most expedient way. Sure, go for it. Nine. Nine. All right, awesome. So you get to ask one of those questions, right? Question being. I think I robbed Alex of a question that he got to ask. Um, I'm, ha- I'm happy to let him pick one. Um, either way, Carl, go ahead and do it, and then we'll come back to Alex and see if there's anything else that he could um, figure out. What is being concealed here? What's being concealed here? Um, if you're willing to talk to these folks at some point... Um, Oh, here is, uh, here is the deal. Especially, well, yeah. Let me let me phrase this this way: If you're willing to let a few days pass, yeah, we've got 15 days, right? Well, you've had seven days, so seven, from oh, the first, days. yeah, to the eighth. So if you're if, a couple days. if you're willing to let a few days pass, um, it's been on the news that this attack, that this thing happened. The news is presenting it as an animal attack, but they have a person of interest and they're asking if you've seen. Ooh, did you share any? There's no way the cops wouldn't have gotten this. So they're saying a person of interest in this case is Roberta Hellinger. And if you stop and talk to these folks, they're super worried about their daughter. They haven't seen her. They're really concerned. They just want her help. And um, they will tell you that when she was a girl, 
oh, here's the thing you notice. They keep regularly going to the state forest. And if you do end up talking to them, they'll... I almost want to play this as a scene, so let's not do that as a scene, but like, you know that this it has been on the news that she is a person of interest and they keep going to the state forest. They at no point come back with her, but they keep going there. Well, I feel like the ideal solution, if we can manage this, would be to like follow them surreptitiously and just see what they're doing. Right. And so they seem to be going through the state forest. They park their car. They wander around. Sometimes they go just one of them. Sometimes both of them go. And they kind of wander around and they seem to like look. And maybe if you can really surreptitiously follow them, um, they like call out for her. And then they go home. And so they think that she is here. So what is hidden? Um, this maybe answers a different question, but they think that she is in this forest. So then with that information, I would turn to the team and I'd say, I'd like open it up to like, okay, what do you guys think we should do? My suggestions would be we either knock on the next guy's door, um, Cheddar's, and like interrogate him, or we stake out this forest to see if we can find her ourselves. What do you guys think? Sundry would be like reading through that contract and then like look at his watch and it's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And I'll, I'll like repeat myself. I'm not quite catching the connection yet. Be like, uh, this is very important, Mr. Charms. Uh, we don't have much time. Um, I'll say we can either interrogate Mr. Cheddar's or we can scope out the park ourselves. Well, I I don't know. It seems like you guys interrogated that guy last time, didn't you? He wasn't too keen to share any information at the time. Um, but he clearly knows something we don't. It's up to you guys. If you need someone to talk to him, I'm happy to do it. So, uh, Herbert, you had, at, you had gotten a better role than I had given you. I only let you ask one question. Um, Alex, would you want to ask another one of those investigative mystery questions and you can get that somehow? I got 13. You don't need to roll again. Just ask one of the other questions. Now I get three questions. Yeah. So right. why, what is the deal and why? Uh, where did it go? I think you guys got the answer to that already. And, um, Whoa. what, what was it going to do? Um, oh yeah. Um, oh, how about this? You guys maybe head out and one of the people you see is as you're surreptitiously following, um, the Hellingers, uh, who are named Tom and Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump and yeah. Yeah, uh, Rob, Robert and Karen Hellinger. So while you're surreptitiously following them, one of the things that you notice is you see Grant Cheddars arrive and do kind of the same thing. And he goes, but he goes to a, um, like he looks around and then he ends up going to uh, this like tree. And near this tree are um, very clearly like GC and rh in a heart 
I'm going to put my top men in deciphering this. Well, GC is... Uh, George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney, clearly. Yeah, and Robin. R-H. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> That's how we got so Yeah. Well, these are two people who clearly are in love. And um, I think one of them's a panther. So yeah, that's that's my opinion, and I also know that the one that's a panther also doesn't like fire. Okay. All right. So I feel like that would be like maybe when I change my requisition, um, I'll say that's useful information. But Mr. Blade and all of us, all of you, in fact, we only have a few days left. Like, we have to figure out where she is and capture her before the 7th. Um, finding out who she's in love with or who's looking for her isn't enough. Oh. But maybe Actually, it is. Do you guys... Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you devote yourselves to focusing on this state forest? Yeah. I mean, it seems like the best option of the ones we have. Okay. Could somebody roll read a bad situation? I feel like I've been rolling a lot. Anybody else want to take it? I'll take it. Go for it. Roll a five. Let me see roll the five. My... Hold on. Um, sorry, what stat is this based on? Sharp. 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 If it's plus two, you got it. Or if it's even plus one, somebody can help you. It is plus one. Cool. So, so could someone help uh, Sundry out? Helping is like my main thing. Um, so it's helping your main thing? Or Ashton said held up his finger. Oh, well, go for it. That's totally cool. Go, go for, for it, it David. Ash oh, I said I held up my finger to say what the number was. That oh. Had, that's that. All right, yeah, I'll help. So, like, how are you doing? Like, uh, how can I help? Or should I just guess, roll? guess I'm just kicking around the forest. So maybe you could join me. Yeah, gladly. So I got a 13. That's pretty good. All right, so that kicks it up to a 7. All right, so you get to ask one of those questions, one of those read a bad situation questions. All right. I have a suggestion, which is what's the best way in, as in into this <laughs> person yeah i was gonna say are there any dangers we haven't noticed like where is it but yeah sure what's my best way into this person <laughs> well that's the mouth the ears the butt the nose no um so you did it you put you put you said the exact right magic words here's the information yeah so um you well, i just don't know why you didn't ask that all along if you guys talk to um ranger uh darian pringle he can, Darian can basically tell you, like, these are areas where I've been looking regularly. Um, you guys had me kind of scared um, and thinking that it would just happen at night. And so it's been kind of a pain in the ass for me to do this. And I haven't been able to look through a ton of areas, um, especially without looking crazy. And so he'll show you some stuff. And basically you're able to narrow down some other areas and figure out the odds oh, he are. He has, like, panther cams too, doesn't he? He does that are in a certain area. And so the good thing is he can show you like, this is where she is not. So there is a chunk of this area 
Um, as a heads up, the purpose of the Panther cams was to tell you this isn't a Panther. If it was a Panther, he would have seen that these Panthers were leaving and been able to spot them. That kind of thing. Okay. So um, he's able to like eliminate the area where the Panther cams are. He's able to eliminate various other areas where there might be um, cameras, that kind of stuff, plus eliminate the area where he is. And he can basically say like... If someone is living in this forest, and there are people who live here, sometimes they're just homeless folks, and I try to look the other way about the situation, but when it becomes an issue, I got to shoo them out of here. These are the areas that they live in. He maybe points it out like two or three spots. Okay, let's start with those. All right. So your game plan is to... Oof. Could somebody roll... We should go and equip this time. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys are definitely going to go in equipped with like a lot more equipment. Okay. Although, although with the amount of firepower you brought to that last fight, it's hard to say that you didn't go in equipped the last time. I've got a grenade launcher. I've got a shotgun. I've also got a shotgun. I got a shotgun. Hold on, me too. I've got, I've got an assault rifle. Yeah. So, um, could somebody roll for me uh, to act under pressure? And the pressure is that you find this quickly. Acting under pressure is my jam. All right. Roll uh, plus jam. Schmuckers. It has to be good. Ooh, oh, yep. Got an eight. Got an eight. Okay. So you search the other places, but there's there's something that takes you guys a while. Maybe all of this other information took you longer. And the deal is that you guys are able to get to this place, but the clock is ticking. And if you don't do something quickly... Um, it's going to be like the moon shall rise over Palmetto City and the Swampshead State Forest. You guys arrive at what clearly is a place where, um, once you find it, uh, Roberta Hellinger has been staying there. Um, I think it's like, uh, kind of the, a base of almost like a hill or something like that, or a small hill where like kind of like some roots have fallen away or maybe a tree has fallen down. And so there's kind of some shelter and she's able to, she has set up like a tent essentially. And again, she's played by uh, Kristen Ritter. And when you guys get there, she's going through this like kind of like meditation kind of thing where like you see her and she's just very clearly like doing like a breathe in. <sighs> And then she holds it. Breathe out. And she's doing like like a kind of like meditation breathing thing. And she's trying to do that um, as you guys kind of like come upon this scene of her in this place. And it's just her just sitting there. Um, she has like a little camp stove. So she doesn't even have to start a fire. She just has like a little camp stove and there's kind of like a garbage bag off in the side of what seems like um, uh, like canned, like the equivalent of like spam, like that kind of stuff. And like, so bo like empty bottles of water. The ideal approach I feel would be for us to like surround her position and come in with like... Um, attempting like diplomacy that would be like i feel like the best approach awesome so what we see you guys kind of like surrounding her 
You've got all of this stuff. It takes you a while. Maybe that's why it takes so long because you guys who aren't as familiar with this forest have to like get around here without bringing Darian Pringle with you. And that's what takes longer. And so it takes you guys like a longer time. And it's like getting close to nightfall when you've arrived at this camp, this her little campsite. And you're like, hey, and what's the thing that we hear whoever first breaches the silence say? Um, if anybody wants to take a crack at that, feel free. Otherwise, I will. Go for it. You're the boss. I'll say, uh, Miss Hellinger, uh, my name is Mr. Welker. On behalf of Lorecorp, uh, I ask you to please stand down. We want to help you. We don't want anyone to get hurt. What? Who the hell Who the hell are you guys? What's, what's the company that makes... The company that makes the shoelaces. Oh, I say, oh, they make shoelaces. They make toilet paper. They make paper. T- Not important. Band-Aids as well. Quality Band-Aids. But we are here um, on their behalf to help you. We know we know what you are. We know what you've done. And you know what's going to happen if we don't help you before the moon rises. And she looks at you and is like, I haven't done anything. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't done anything here. He says, ma'am, I think you and I both know that whether you meant to or not, you've woken up with blood on your hands more times than you can explain why. Ooh, that's good. All right, so I want you to roll, I guess, read a bad situation. Again, I wish there was a read a person move, but there isn't in this game. Can I help him? Uh, yeah, but let's let's see if he can make it the roll first. Eleven. Oh, All right. So you're, okay. So yeah. So go sharp, ahead. Right? Ask, yes, it is plus sharp. Cool. Oh, okay. Uh, question is, uh, ooh, if I ask, what's the best way to protect the victims? Mm-hmm. Would that be useful here? Yes, it would. I, I um, because at the moment she is a victim. That'd be great. you look at her and you look in her eyes as she's saying this and you like when she's like I don't know what you're saying you see that she is terrified so she's super scared of this situation and when you're like this happened we know what you did you know you've woken up with blood on your hands too many times she's like you see in her eyes that she recognizes that as a true thing and it scares the shit out of her and she doesn't understand what's going on best way to protect the victims essentially treat her like a victim and she could maybe even go with you okay so i would love that to happen and i'll say like listen we know your situation and you and how long will it be if you're left unchecked how long is it going to be before grant finds you and he's one of your next victims you know you can't control yourself so come with us my friend grant he's looking for you your parents are looking for you so I'll say, like, how long is it going to be before Grant or your mom or your dad find you on the wrong night, like tonight? If you come with us, we can make sure that doesn't happen. And she's like, oof, that's a manipulate roll, baby. My shittiest skill. All right, let's see if I finally get some XP. Oh, dear. Yep, failed real bad. You guys will not be able to save it. Okay. You're like, what if that happens before this goes on? And that's when I think um, where we see Grant Cheddar's 
pop up in this situation with a gun and he fires at you guys and you just see it hit sundry yeah ah. just like what This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music includes Q5 Dark, Somber, Sad, Spooky, Ambient, Even in My Dreams by Solar Flare. And, uh, Want to make sure all that milk's there. All the milk's in the cow. <laughs> yes, now, more now, milk. Yeah, he has he's more milk mustaches. Yeah, and he says, now give me them titties. And, yeah. he, <laughs> and he starts milking you. Um, yeah, and the old ladies are like, meow, 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 meow. Anyway. <laughs> you say, why buy the cow and you get the milk for free? Yeah. But, I, but I done bought this cow already. <laughs> What's that from? From Punisher, Punisher uh, the Tom Jane one. That was that was one of the best scenes from that entire movie. I really like that movie, and that was a good that, scene. That movie is a lot. Of, that movie is fun. There's a lot of dumb shit in it. Oh, of um, course, like the Russian sailor, like the Russian Hulk guy fight. That fight was yeah. brutal, though. He boils it, his face off. That guy who literally just walks through a wall. <laughs> he literally just like I just can walk through this. Mm-hmm. Um. I also wish that there was an extended version of that where the director like got really high and is like, no, let's just keep going. And so instead they were like, <laughs> we have to the rush. They're like, send the Russian. And then it's John Travolta being like, send in the native American. <laughs> and like, he's like, all right, send in the, oh Hasidic, send in the Hasidic juggler. Send in, like, just keep saying different ethnicities and different things where he's like, all right, send in the half Irish, half Australian guy. Who's really into knives. Yeah. <laughs>